Hi, this is Pastor Wade Floyd coming to you from First United Methodist Church of Lake Jackson. This is our weekly message. We're so glad that you have joined us. We hope this message will bless you. So um, I love that the last song in that really tied together about the firm belief that we have that God is still with us. If we go all the way back to right after I got here when uh, we were at Christmas and we were talking about Jesus and one of the names of Jesus that had been long associated with him before he was even around some 500 years was this concept of God with us of God being Emmanuel, God with us. Not God was with us, but God is with us. God with us. This also made me think of, the scripture today made me think of the most amazing trip. I guess it was actually trips because I've been there twice, um, praise the Lord, is I've gotten to visit the Holy Land twice. And these, both of these trips were amazing. Uh, just from the time that we got there uh, until uh, we flew home, uh, it was an amazing trip to just take in the sights, the sounds, and all that Israel had to offer. Between the two trips, I got to spend a- around a little over a week in Jerusalem, the setting of today's passage. But not only that, but just the setting of so many things that happened in church and Christian history. One of the most powerful things we got to do while we were there was that we got to go to the Mount of Olives that Julie mentioned earlier. And this is a ridgeline, the Mount of Olives. It's not just one mount. When uh, Oftentimes when the Bible talks about that, it didn't have the word hill back then. And so anything that looked like a hill or a mountain or anything along those lines, they called a mountain. So it was this ridgeline just to the east of Jerusalem. And it kind of Uh, was one of the ways that Jerusalem was protected from outside forces. And it is right above where the Temple Mount is, about 500 feet it's up there. It got its name, the Mount of Olives got its name, you can imagine, because there's olive trees on it, right? And so these olive trees grow on the Mount of Olives, so, so we don't have to wonder about where it got its name. And there's actually trees there in where the Garden of Gethsemane is that have been there for over 2,000 years. It's pretty incredible. Being in this place where Jesus once prayed was incredible. It was an amazing experience, um, and really throughout my time in the Holy Land was amazing. I say this because Jesus' trip, his ascension, is one of the most amazing trips that we ever witness in the Scriptures as he ascends back from earth to heaven. It's just an incredible story. And so let's read about it together. We're in Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 14. Please hear now the reading of God's holy word. So when they had came together, they asked him, Jesus, is it time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem 
in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing towards heaven. Suddenly two men in white robes stood with them, and they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This Jesus who has been, has been taken up from you into heaven will come to you in the same way as you saw him going. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying, Peter and John, and James and Andrew, Peter and Thomas and Bartholomew and Thomas and Matthew, James, son of Ephesus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks for your word. We ask that you would open our hearts, open our minds. Let us hear from you today, Lord. Amen. So it's an amazing journey that Jesus has been on the last three plus years to get to this point. That he has ministered in so many ways. He has proven himself to be the Savior over and over, even before he died for our sins. He died and came back. He proved this. But he continued this. He continued this journey with these disciples, with the apostles. He wanted to get them ready. He wanted them to make sure that, he wanted to make sure that they knew that he was with them always. And he wanted them to remember what he had taught them. To do so, he made sure to stick around for 40 days after the resurrection. It is hard to believe that today marks around the 40th day that it's been six weeks since Resurrection Sunday. Since we celebrated Jesus rising from the grave. As we have seen in the 40 days from when Jesus rose, that he made sure that he not only one time, but many times showed himself to be alive again. He didn't just rise on Easter, say hi, and then disappear into the night. We remember back to Easter morning, uh, as we saw in the video, where he appeared to the women. And as they are there, Specifically, Mary Magdalene, as they had lingered there, he tells Mary that to go tell them that he has risen, that, they, that she has seen him, but he says that I'm going to ascend back to the Father, back to heaven. He didn't do this right away, but he said that this was something that was going to occur. He told them that this was going to happen, even from the beginning. He said, you know, we got some work to do. We got 40 days to do it. And when we encounter 40 in the Bible, 40 is one of these numbers in the Bible. There's several other numbers, but 40 is one of the numbers in the Bible that's significant. It's not only significant in the Bible, it's also significant in Christianity. 
the Israelites wandered 40 days, I'm sorry, 40 years, that is, in the wilderness. Elijah ran for 40 days and nights at the end of the of 1 Kings. Jesus was in the desert 40 days after his baptism. We celebrate each year the season of Lent for 40 days, and now we learn that Jesus was alive for 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension. The number 40 is significant. It's important throughout these cases and other times we encounter in the Bible because 40 is the number that symbolizes completeness, that something has been completed in that time frame, whether it be 40 days or 40 years or whatever it may be. And as we have learned, that Jesus wasn't idle during these 40 days. Instead, he was working to get the apostles ready because of the ministry that lay ahead of them. He knew that he still had some work to do. Now you would think that spending three years closely with Jesus Witnessing what he had done, witnessing the miracles that he performed, hearing the sermons that he preached, that they would have gotten it, would have understood what Jesus was about, but somehow they didn't. So Jesus told them, we got 40 days, and then I'm going to heaven, but I won't leave you. I'll send the Holy Spirit to you. But y'all need to be ready. We need to spend this time wisely. You would think that in those 40 days that they would have gotten it right then. But we would be wrong again in this sense. Right after spending time with the resurrected Jesus, these 11 that we think of as pillars of our faith, Peter, James, John, and the rest still didn't get it. Our first verse in our scripture today proves that fact. As the question that they asked Jesus is, when are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? After all that time together, the three years and the 40 days, they still thought somehow that Jesus was about a military, political kingdom on earth rather than the heavenly, holy kingdom of God. But Jesus knows them. And he takes this misdirection that they have, and he reminds them of their mission. He looks at them directly and says, it's your turn. It's your time. Through what you have seen and heard during our time together, through the power of God within you that the Holy Spirit will bring, you will go out and be white witnesses to all the earth. You will tell people of my love, of the hope, of the faith and forgiveness found only through me. And he said that you're going to do it not only here, but you're going to go throughout the world. That you will go to places where you don't want to go. You will go to those places where they may be your worst enemies, the mortal enemies that, that, that you thought that these people were. And you will love them and you will tell them of me through your actions and words. He said this by saying that they would go to Samaria, a place hated by Jews, for they wrongly thought that the Samaritans were unworthy half-breeds, and then that they would go into the Gentile world, a place where they believed it was full of God-hating barbarians. 
And this mission that Jesus gives to the apostles, to the 11, became the mission of the church. Since that time and until Jesus comes back, it's the mission that we will be about, that we will be his witnesses in this world. And when I mean the church, I, I don't mean the four walls, the building that we have here, though it's a beautiful building. Instead, the church is the people who worship in the building. It's the people are the church. We worship here, and then we go back into the world, and, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we live our lives in a manner that others witness the power of Jesus at work in us. The purpose of our lives is to love God with everything that we have and to point others to Jesus with our words and actions. All we have to do is to look at the news and realize how much our world desperately needs Jesus and how it needs more people who walk by faith in Christ. There are other things that we do in life, other details that are a big part of our lives, and they're important. But loving God and loving others is the most important thing that we do in our lives. Let me say that again. Loving God and loving others is the most important thing that we do in our lives. Our time on earth is short, a breath and a wind. The time that we have been given is the most precious of resources. Let us make sure to wisely use the time that we have been given. At the end of our passage, Jesus has ascended. He has taken his amazing trip, and yet the disciples are still pining for him. They are hoping for him, just as we still are today. But the angels tell them, and I echo their words, that Jesus will return to earth one day, and his kingdom will come to fullness. His kingdom will have no end. We need to know that amid the tragedies that we face in life, against the hard things that we come against. We need to know that Christ is near us, that Christ is with us, that he holds us close when we hurt. We need to know that we don't wait idly for Christ's return as his kingdom has already started here on earth, started the moment that he rose from the grave. What is so powerful is that when we become a follower of Christ, when we come to follow Jesus, we gain entrance into God's kingdom and into God's family through God's grace, through Christ's grace and his love for us. Christ tells us not to be anxious about anything, but in everything, come to him. We don't need to be worried about these things in our lives that we can't control especially but not limited to when Christ comes back, but instead be ready for whatever comes by living into the plans and promises God has made for each and every one of us. Please join me in prayer. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for you are God with us. You are our Emmanuel. Lord, you promise to walk with each and every one of us, Lord. We remember that in your ascension, that while you 
may bodily not be here on earth. You spiritually are with us. You sent the Holy Spirit after you, Lord. You prove your love towards us over and over in so many ways, Lord. Help us to be ones that follow you in every way, Lord. Help us to love you. Help us to love others. We lift us all in Christ's name. Thank you for joining us for our weekly sermon message. We hope this, this has blessed you in some way. Please see our notes below for if you have a prayer request or if you would like to learn more about our church.